You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. Talking about animal-related issues. It is an Animal Talk Rewind. We are going back to 2009. We talked to Andrea Arden, a dog trainer extraordinaire. We're going to talk to Andrea, and we're going to have some fun with some tricky trivias, the news. You're going to hear Brad and Donna's voices on this one. Paula's in there as well. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. Let's get into this. And welcome to the show. We're here to help you with your pets. That's what our weekly mission is. To make your world just a little more safe and sound with the animals that uh, have taken over <laughs> your lives. And if they have taken over your lives and you need a little help with them, well, well, that's exactly what we're here to do. And you can get help from, like, uh, the cat sitting across from me. I'm Dr. Brad Davis here to answer any veterinary questions that you might have. And then, of course, we got the brightest of the bunch. I'm Donna Fournier, and I'm here to answer any training questions. And my name's Jamie. I just want to make sure everybody has a good time. He is the lead-up board of radio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, kiss me deadly. 800 Be talking about uh, today lots of stuff coming up. Lots Ooh. and lots and lots of things to do. We have uh, Bad Animal Joke of the Week. We got uh, news. We have news sure. coming on the way. Sure. Uh, the webcam's up. You can stare at Brad while he reads the news. And uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about the uh, presidential pup, uh, the oh. dog the dog that has come home to roost at uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, some issues with it, actually. There's, uh, really? Yeah, there's some problems. Donna's got a bone to pick, as it were. Oh, wow. <laughs> Secret Service can pick her up, not me. <laughs> Yeah, it's always I my fault. I love my president. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, but there's uh, there's things to be concerned. <laughs> there's things to there's things to be concerned with, uh, and and about this dog and the mm-hmm. hype uh, around it. Mm-hmm. But then there's also just concerns about uh, bringing home a new puppy, and this might actually um, be a good thing and motivate more people to bring home. Uh, rescued dogs. Um, mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. this did, did come from a breeder. There's, there's it, some it, good and bad in this. It it was its second home, so it is kind of rescued because uh, the dog didn't, uh, didn't stay in its first mm-hmm. home. It didn't work out. There was a mm-hmm. it was a conflict with the dog. So we'll talk all about that and uh, bringing home a new pup. And uh, as other people may follow uh, the presidential lead nice. and uh, bring a, bring a, a new pup into their homes, uh, this would be good advice. Uh, for for that and for for introducing a new mm-hmm. dog, we'll be talking to Andrea Arden, uh, who's written like five books. Brad, check it out. Five of them? five books. We wow. can count today. <laughs> <That's like a laughs> <handful>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we'll be talking to Andrea all about uh, uh, bringing home a new pup, and she'll join our conversation on that and join a conversation with you about you and your uh, presidential pup uh, or regal beagle. Beagle. <laughs> I was looking for another R there. Regal Rottweiler or whatever Portuguese. it is. Portuguese. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the 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 ones that uh, the the monarchs of our homes. They they are our pets. <laughs> they they truly rule. Well, the monarchs would be the cats. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it's uh, the rulers. <laughs> yes. So uh, if they uh, if they're running the show and running the show a little too much and you need some help and, and some training and behavior issues, well, Don is here to help you with that. Exactly. If you've been to the vet and you want uh, a second opinion, Brad is here to, to help you out with those. And uh, we have a tricky trivia coming up today Ooh. as well. And uh, we have a, a very cool Animal Talk prize. <laughs> doesn't take much, really, does yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> we got a very cool Animal Talk prize packet. It'll include a, an animal book and an Animal Talk t-shirt for you as well. Ooh. So, uh, I, nothing from Donna. I raised my eyebrows. Okay, right. <laughs> I, I, gave, I gave a Brad, silent appreciation. Brad's, Brad's, just, Brad's just overacting because he's on camera. Oh, right, that's right. right. <laughs> so, I can sit back and relax a little bit. Exactly. All righty. So, I'm the one who spoke and you gestured, so we really have this down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> All right. So helping you with your pets, that's what we're here to do. <laughs> the website, animaltalkradio.com, is links to uh, all the fun stuff going on the web. There's Facebooks and the MySpace. And if you go to the uh, MySpace slash Animal Talk, that's where you can see Brad 
uh, on the webcam. It's uh, embedded in that, and uh, you can give a, give a little wave. If there, you've Brad. ever been curious to go. know what Brad looked like, yeah, there you go. here's your chance. <laughs> Hopefully, it's uh, not the dinner hour where you're at. Oh, hate <laughs> love. He does. He means it, Brad. Uh, he means it. I know he means it. Uh, AnimalTalkRadio.com is the website, and that's uh, the way to get hooked into all the. Uh, high-tech stuff going on and be part of the digital posse and possibly send us an email. We like to answer those <laughs> emails and help people out uh, with their troubles electronically uh, and, and get to those uh, immediately. What do we got over there, Brad? Well, we have this. Dear Animal Talk. You've got mail, baby, yeah. How do you get a three-year rescue greyhound to stop licking cats? Oh. <laughs> to st- I'm sorry, to start liking cats. Oh, I'm thinking oh. that was a misspell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a cat that was here before the dog came to us, and oh, the cat, the dog is not cat-friendly at all. The cat no. now has to stay at one end of the house mm-hmm. always, and when the dog sees him, nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it just ends suddenly, so apparently something awful happened to CJ. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, well, the, yeah, the first thing that, that I... Yeah, because if, if licking the cat was the only problem, you'd be, that would be fine. Well, the, the yeah. downside here... So you have here... a little wet uh, you know, little damp <laughs> feline there. Yeah. Uh, it's cute, isn't it? It's like, yeah. there's nothing cute. Wait, there's nothing soggy. Who doesn't love... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, the, the downside here... Um, <laughs> you totally set me up. I don't like you at all. All right, go ahead, Don. The, the downside here, and, and I wish that I knew more about which organization this particular greyhound came from, because normally they're very clear in the fact that a rescue greyhound, a dog that has actually been used for racing, um, typically should not be housed with cats mm. or, or anything small. Because? <laughs> uh, well, their job is to chase and kill. Um, this is what they've been trained to do on the track. They're chasing now, typically on the track, it used to be live bunnies. They don't use live bunnies in a cage anymore. Um, but because of that, that urge to chase and dismantle, yeah. um, being a predator, anything small like a kitty or a small dog... Um, can potentially become prey to this dog. So shame on the, this rescue for not being more clear on that. That's the first thing I'd like to say. Now, if you neglected to tell the rescue that you had a cat, shame on you. Yeah. Um, you really should have looked into this situation a little bit more. Information um, that would have been helpful yesterday! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, because this is this is very important. What you have is a dog that for three years has been taught to chase these little critters. So getting having the kitty in a safe place on the other side of the house, good. Uh, most likely this is the way it's going to remain unless you have this dog on a leash the entire time he's with you. Mm-hmm. Anytime the cat's free from the other side of the house and out where the dog is, this dog is on a leash. You have to be able to control the situation. Now, with a greyhound, as with any of your sight hounds, they have the much longer neck. Um, we don't want to get into using things like a choke collar on these dogs in particular because of the neck issues. Um, so they usually give those those other collars instead. So you do need to find something that will give. You can use a harness and a snap lead, and that would be something that would be a little bit more friendly. But again, you have to be there to monitor this. This, is, this has been trained into this dog as well as instinct within this animal. So when you're working against training and instinct combined, it's a longer, harder road that we're never going to be 100% sure we've, we've totally er- eradicated this from their behavior pattern. So it's, it's a situation where now that it's done, you have the dog and the cat together in the home, they have to live separate lives. And, and that's just the, the safest way for both involved. I saw, I saw something about an older dog that was chasing around bunnies. It was, it was the girls next door. Oh. <laughs> no, I there think you come. were confusing that with something else. It was an old dog. All right. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> All right, coming up uh, in the next segment, we will be talking to Andrea Arden and talking about bringing a new puppy home. Uh, the president has done that, and, and we know a lot of it's, it's so popular. A lot of people will be following suit. Mm-hmm. How to bring a new puppy home, coming up, and your phone calls as well on Animal Talk. Is your boxer short? We'll brief you with an answer here on Animal Talk. On whatever the problem is, we have the pet professionals standing by, ready and willing to help you out, whatever the problem might be. 
Uh, Donna's here, got you covered on all the training behavior issues. Dr. Brad, uh, give you a second opinion on anything medical. All you got to do is give us a call. And uh, big, big news in the, in the last couple of weeks and uh, since uh, January, uh, the big question has been, uh, who will the first dog be and when, when will it be coming home? And uh, the first dog has, has come home to roost. And, uh, well, with it comes some questions and concerns, and uh, a lot of people will probably and hopefully be following suit and uh, given some other dogs from uh, shelters and rescues their forever homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, But with that comes uh, problems and issues, and, and we're going to talk about that today. And to join us in the conversation uh, is uh, Andrea Arden. Andrea has written several books, uh, including the dog-friendly dog, uh, dog-friendly dog training, uh, train your lazy dog, train your dog the the lazy way, and uh, she also appears currently on Animal Planet shows uh, Underdog to Wonder Dog. That's such a fun one. I, I love that show, and uh, she's appeared regularly on several and many TV shows and helps out with uh, the AKC uh, and all kinds of stuff. Andrea, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Andrea. Uh, the, the the first dog has come home to roost, and uh, and then now it, 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 it's yeah, as as everything uh, in 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 this presidency so far has gone over uh, the Hubble telescope to be um, reviewed, and apparently the first dog isn't as much of a, a, a mutt and a rescue as 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 first uh, painted. Uh, it's more of a, a Portuguese water dog. Is that correct? It's the it's the purebred Portuguese water dog. There you um, go. Yeah. yeah, it's a little unfortunate. It's a little controversial that um, the family doesn't seem to have chosen a dog that was truly from a rescue group or a right. shelter. Um, but um, but you know, hopefully they will talk about that enough, even though they've chosen not to, not to do that to maybe sure. make other people out there in America understand that there's so many amazing dogs, including purebred dogs, available that you can find really any type or mix you want at a rescue group or a shelter. Absolutely. Now, uh, that, now that they've picked a, a purebred dog, um, it comes what they what people uh, have called the 101 Dalmatian syndrome. Uh, have you ever heard that term before? Of course, it's like the Lassie syndrome. Exactly. <laughs> so, for our, our listeners that uh, are unfamiliar with that concept, uh, what is the 101 Dalmatian syndrome? Well, the idea really is that any time that you see a certain type of dog or a cat or any animal, for that matter. In a movie or a TV show, unfortunately, they tend to become very popular. Mm-hmm, People yep. run out and say, I want the dog that the first family has. Yeah, they exactly. chose that it. it's good enough for me. Um, but people really should understand that Portuguese water dogs, while they are lovely, lovely dogs in general, they are, they are usually very high energy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are what a lot of trainers call trainer dogs because they do very well with somebody who's experienced mm-hmm. and puts a lot of effort into giving the dog a great outlet for all of that energy. Yeah, if the if they, if they don't have a job and they don't have a way to work this off, they're going to find a way to work off their mm-hmm. energy, and you're probably not going to be extraordinarily <laughs> happy with the way that they pick. Exactly, <laughs> <Not> usually. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you do, if you're following suit with because it is a it is a cool breed, it is mm-hmm. a great dog, but you have to you have to you have know, to know that. what you're doing. This is not a dog that I would ever recommend for a first time dog owner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't really understand, uh, you know, as you said, Andrea, this is a dog that's that's a trainer's dog. This is somebody who's got experience. And I believe that they do have somebody that they're working with. Yes, I think they I'm are working mistaken. with a trainer, which yeah. I think is one of the things that they're doing that I think sets a really good yes. example, yep. which is especially if you're a first-time dog-owning family, right. that you know, getting an expert to really help you, especially in that initial phase of having the dog in your home, is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So, Andrea, what would you uh, recommend uh, to the president and his family uh, bringing this new puppy in and, and getting training? Uh, what would you suggest? What's, uh, what are a couple of things you would suggest for uh, the family? And then uh, even because the, the, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of handlers for the dogs as well. Uh, what would you suggest to these people? Well, I think probably, um, as we all would suspect, one of the hardest things for Bo is going to be the fact that he's going to have so many people taking part in his care, mm-hmm. and he's also going to be exposed to so many people that consistency is something they're going to have to really focus on. Right. Um, it is the president, though, so I'm going to imagine that when he sets down the rules, people are going to listen. Right, right, Which right. means that everyone really has to sit down in the family and anyone else who's involved with taking care of Bo and make a list of their mm-hmm. expectations for him. Mm-hmm. You know, a very good example is oftentimes we ask people in our puppy classes, do you want your dog to greet people by jumping or by sitting? Right, and believe right. it or not, 
you get if you have a couple or a family, you get nods in different directions. Everybody mm-hmm. wants something different from the dog. Sure. Mm-hmm. So to be fair to the dog and to everybody involved, everybody needs to know what it is that that you want this dog to do. Whether it be sitting to greet, um, you know, walking nice and leash by having a slack leash, um, you know, being comfortable having toys taken away, all those sorts of things are obviously very important so that Bo and anybody bringing home a new puppy grows up to be a really wonderful adult dog. Yeah, absolutely, Andrew. That's uh, something that we, we recommend for people, too, mm-hmm. is that when they're, they get the family together and agree on the language oh, yeah. um, of the commands, yeah. so everybody's using the same commands, it would be easier for you know a, a regular family to do it than maybe it might be a little trickier for uh, the president and, and Bo uh, to, to do because... You know, there are going to be several handlers and and people coming and going uh, in that position, probably. One of the things that I've always told my students is to make a list. Mm -hmm. These are the words that my dog knows, and these are the words that my dog, this is what those words mean. Because I I run across, and I don't know if you've run across this, but I do run across a lot of students that will say, get down, to tell the dog to get down off of furniture, off of a person, instead of saying off. And so when you go to teach the dog to lay down, you have to change that word because the dog doesn't understand the, the double meanings. So yeah, we call that, it the doggy dictionary, yes, which yes. is that you literally make a list and say yep. specifically what does it mean. I yep. mean, I've asked people many times, what does it mean when you ask your dog to sit? And they look at me and they say that he should sit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You really have to be clear. You know, my yeah. definition for my dog right. is when you hear me say that word, it means put your rear on the ground no matter what's and going on and now. keep it there <laughs> until I tell you you can get up. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. see, see now, uh, just, I got, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting married. My fiance, uh, we're, we're sharing space more and more frequently and her dog is, is coming into my life and, and Zoe listens to her really well. The dog mm-hmm. Zoe listens to her really well and kind of listens to me. <laughs> so if I tell Zoe to sit, she'll sit for like a second <laughs> and then she's up and moving again. So Well, I, I'm sure you guys are busy planning your wedding, but maybe a fun thing for you to do would be to go together to a, a fun training class that uses gentle methods. And then I bet you'd have Zoe behaving for you in, if not the same, even a better way than for your fiancé. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Donna, Donna's got a shock collar strapped on me no. already. So Donna's been training me, and then uh, hopefully Zoe will, uh, Zoe will learn how to work the button. They're, they're a little easier. Dogs yeah. are a little bit easier to train than people. Especially men. So, uh, but yeah, we're working on that. And, and I had to learn the words that, uh, my fiance and her son use, uh, with Zoe. So I'm, I'm giving the same commands. Uh, and we just ran into another one today that uh, I was using the wrong word. So that Uh-oh. is uh, create a little doggy dictionary. That's a, that's a nice way of putting it. A little family doggy dictionary. Yeah. Andrea, that's a, a great idea. And, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, bringing a dog home and, uh, deciding, uh, what to feed your dog is always a big question. When I brought, I have my cat guy i brought kirby home and uh, i've been feeding him the same brand since i brought him home and he's been doing really well on it and thriving so uh, i've stuck with it and uh andrew see if you have some suggestions about uh how to break in your dog dietarily when you bring him home as well right back with more animal talk Dear Fido, been a Dumbo? Well, Animal Talk can bring out the Einstein in your dog. And whatever the problem is, pet professionals standing by, ready and willing to help you out. And uh, we have an added pet professional with us today, helping out in the conversation. Andrea Arden, as we talk about uh, President Obama and the uh, new first dog, Bo, coming into the White House and uh, things the family should do to get ready and uh, help with communicating with the dog and and getting everybody uh, on the same page as far as that go. Andrea, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. Well, again, thank you for having me. And Andrea, um, talking about uh, bringing the dog in and, and making a decision uh, about the dog's uh, diet. Uh, Zoe is the first uh, dog in my life, and uh, her diet's been set by, <laughs> by my fiancé. But uh, <laughs> uh, Kirby, my cat, I made the decisions there. And, and I picked one, and I, I stuck with it because he seemed to thrive on it, and he's doing well, and uh, he's been doing well for uh, a whole bunch of years. Uh, but what would you suggest bringing in a, a new puppy? Is it Can you just get whatever, and, and what, what are the concerns there? Well, I do think it's an area of pet care that people are really confused about because, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're at your vet's office or the groomer or you're talking to a trainer or in a dog park, everybody gives you different advice. So mm-hmm. I always try and explain to our clients that there's some really basic stuff that you can think about because, of course, most of us are not canine nutritionists. We don't All really right. understand what goes into the making of food. Um, but I think probably most importantly is that you need to educate yourself a little bit. There was a recent Harris survey that showed that while most of us 
consider our pets part of the family, only about 38% of people even bother to read the label on their pet's food. And out of that 38%, only 38% of people say that they understand what the ingredients are. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is turn the bag or the can around and look at the list of ingredients. There's some sort of simple things you're looking for. The first thing you you see should be a protein, such as beef, chicken, or fish. You're really trying to avoid food that has animal byproducts. Um, And probably most importantly in this day and age, you really want to avoid foods that have potential allergens like wheat, wheat gluten, or soy, and artificial flavors, preservatives, and colors. They're really just not necessary. I was on the Today Show a month or so ago, and I mentioned that I feed wellness, and I got more emails for that, I think, than almost anything else I've ever said. Really? (laughs) Because people were curious, well, why did you choose that? There's so many things you could choose. Mm -hmm. And I explained that sort of like what you said, you know, I had been feeding that to my, my dogs and my cats, and they were doing well, but... Before I chose it, I did a lot of research mm-hmm. into what goes into the food. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, the research can be as simple as having a conversation with your veterinarian and then going online and looking up what the ingredients are. Um, but I, I think what's important is to make sure that you give yourself enough information that you feel confident that what you're putting inside of your dog's body or your cat's body um, is going to do them good. Because obviously, just like with us, what you feed your pets plays a big part, in not only in their physical health, but also in their behavior. Mm-hmm. So you say uh, that uh, the wellness natural foods for pets, uh, pretty good stuff? It's what I choose. I think it's great mm-hmm. food. I, I like the fact that, you know, they don't use stuff that I think is not necessary. I mean, a lot of times I think what you see in, in the list of ingredients are things that make it more appealing to us, whether it be coloring, um, you know, things they do for the consistency. Um, but that stuff really is not necessary. I want to pick a food that I think is the best for my pets, um, again, in regards to their physical and their mental health. Okay. And uh, before we always recommend if somebody's ever uh, it, the way you make a finicky pet and, and, or a finicky dog or a finicky yeah, cat. Picky eaters are not born; they are created. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> people changing up foods again and again. It's like mm-hmm. that's uh, that's how you create the the finicky creature. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'll sit here until they give in and give me something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, can easily be created. Um, is there, are there different varieties in this? Is there, is there just, uh, one variety of this? Oh, no, they have uh, lots of different varieties, lots of different flavors. Um, I think that if you do feel that you want to switch up the food a little bit, I, I generally suggest to people that you switch up within one type of food. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if it makes you feel good to give your dog one flavor one day and a, and a slightly different flavor the next day, that's fine. But I think switching too much, the risk is obviously that their stool might change, um, and they might get an upset stomach. But I think um, I think one of the most important things is really to make sure that, again, you choose carefully at the outset. And if your pet is being a little finicky about the food, yes, you're right. The worst thing you can do is start to say, oh, let me go get something different and try it. If you leave the food down for five minutes and your dog doesn't eat it and you pick it up, and then at the next meal you put a new fresh you know, food down, they're going to be hungry and they're going to eat it. It's just mm-hmm. like with yeah. kids. You yeah. know, it's, I'm not in any way saying you should starve them. It's just that... You know, oh, don't yeah. feed into that sort of, you know, turning their nose up and trotting away from it. Sure. Yeah, and most of them won't starve themselves unless you're talking about a cat. Now, cats are, <laughs> <laughs> cats can do that <laughs> and have done that. Um, but dogs typically, no, they, they don't starve themselves. But boy, uh, they they catch on pretty quick that if they don't eat when it's there, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one of the Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes that pet owners make across the board, whether it be in regards to training or um, healthcare is that they kill with kindness, which is mm-hmm. we love our, our animals mm-hmm. so much that we are so worried and we feel so guilty um, not spending enough time with them, having to go to work or school, that oftentimes we do things that in the long run really are to the detriment of their health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where it's really important that you keep in constant contact with your veterinarian, not pestering them, <laughs> but yeah. making sure that, you know, to, to ease your mind if your pet is not eating a meal in the morning, let's say, you can check in with your vet and say, you know, do you think that maybe there's a health issue? Can I get a checkup? If they say that's ruled out, then you know that it really is just that you need to take that food away and give it to them at the next feeding. All right. And if people want to do a little research on their own and uh, find out uh, a little bit more about the Wellness uh, Natural Pet Food, where can they go to find out about that? Their website is wellnesspetfood.com. Okay. Yep. And uh, it has all the, the scientific breakdowns of everything and all that uh, scientific stuff, if people are so inclined. To... Yep. <laughs> it's beyond thing... me, but I know people love doing research. A lot mm-hmm. of our, our listeners like are, are very into the research of it. Yeah, well, the great thing, I think, about wellness is that you don't have to worry too much about doing too much research because there's not a lot of stuff there that you're not going to understand. Right, right. Um, I always get worried when I look at food for myself or my pets where there's so many things listed that I can't even pronounce, <laughs> let alone understand. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> oh, all right. So, Andrea, uh, really appreciate you taking some time and uh, talking with us today. And we actually have a, a couple gift certificates for some uh, wellness pet food that uh, we're going to do a tricky trivia coming up later in the show and uh, give away some uh, wellness pet food uh, as well coming up later so people can give it a try uh, and, and see uh, see what it what it's really all about uh, for themselves. Sounds great. And uh, we really appreciate you taking some time and, and talking about uh, bringing a dog into the home. And uh, how can people find out and get in touch with with, with you? Because uh, I mean, you're all over the place on the Animal Planet and uh, just everywhere. Well, it's very simple. It's just my name. My website is andreaarden.com. Okay. Well, yeah. great, Andrea. Well, really thank appreciate- you so much for having me. All right. Well, you have a good afternoon. All right. Take care. All right. Bye bye. We're going to help you with your pets, whatever the problem might be. All you got to do is give us a call. Like I said, we have uh, we have uh, a couple gift certificates for some uh, wellness pet food for you, and you can give those a try. We're going to have that tricky trivia coming up before too very long. Our website is animaltalkradio.com, and all you got to do is uh, click on that and uh, get a hold of us electronically. That is the, the best way to do it uh, throughout the week and then here on the weekend as well. You can send us those email questions. Uh, We have a pet parade that we put up. Uh, All these critters that make our lives so much fun, we like to show them off. And we put up photos in the pet parade. So if you have a picture of you and your pet or just your pet, just email it into me, Jamie, at AnimalTalkRadio.com. And uh, we will get that up there for you and, and, and show off those critters. One, Jamie, Donna, Dr. Brad, Animal Talk. It is America's Pet Show. Ready and willing to help you out. All you got to do is pick up the phone, give us a call. And, uh, of course, that's uh, the website is always there for uh, getting a hold of us uh, in uh, electronically. Uh, and all you got to do is uh, punch that in there, animaltalkradio.com. We have Jennifer in uh, Michigan has a question. Jennifer, welcome to Animal Talk. Hi, thank you. What can we do for you? Well, I was calling to see if I could get some advice on a puppy that I have. He is a great puppy. He's 12 weeks old. He goes to sleep great in a crate at night, Mm -hmm. but we're having problems with once he wakes up initially to go to the bathroom, he barks to tell us, which is great. We want this to happen. But then we can't get him back to sleep, and he will bark and bark and bark. Have you tried lullabies? Uh, No. Okay. (laughs) But we have actually slept next to his cage, which he loves, but we don't. And um, we've also, we have another dog as well, mm-hmm. and he has been put off in a, a, like a smaller section of the house right. with him, and he seems to like that better, and sometimes will be quiet, but then other times he barks as well. Mm-hmm. So we're just having a problem finding what will make him stop barking. Well, there's a couple things. First of all, stop sleeping next to the kennel. Okay. <laughs> Just stop that one cold turkey. Um, right. Every time that you do sleep next to the kennel or anything like that, what, what's what's happening is he's telling you what you're going to do for him. Right. And we don't want that. He needs to understand that this is the world that I live in and this is the way life is going to be. There are going to be times where I'm not going to be able to be interacting with the family every moment of the day. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things to use is called a snuggle puppy. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, a lot of pet stores do carry it, and you can also find okay. it online. It's it's a, called a snuggle puppy. It's a stuffed animal. On the inside, there's this little zipper pouch, and it has a plastic heart. You turn the heart on. Not only does it make the actual natural sound of a heartbeat, it also moves. It also moves like a heart. You put okay. zip that back into the pouch, and you give that to him when he goes to bed. And what that does is he doesn't feel alone anymore. And part of this can come from we're a little bit lonely. Um, wherever he came from, whether he came from a shelter, a breeder, a pet store, he went from a situation where he had a lot of things going on to your house, which is a little bit different. There isn't dogs barking at him all night long. Um, so we could be a little lonely. The other okay. thing that I, I really like is called Canine Lullabies, and you can find that on their website, caninelullabies.com. The first time you hear it, you're like, oh, that's so sweet, it's so wonderful. And after the 40th time, you're ready to shoot your radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works, again, on heartbeat therapy. This was something that was uh, designed specifically for the NICU, the, the neonatal ward in hospitals for babies so that they wouldn't okay. feel so lonely. And they found that it worked on dogs really wonderfully. So one of those things, uh, either the canine lullabies or the snuggle puppy, something that helps your baby not feel quite so lonely anymore. Um, but everything else you do, you have to ignore. Any barking, if it's not a potty bark, then you ignore it. Because if you don't, 
he's getting what he wanted from you, which was that attention. Okay. So, All right. Uh, but it sounds like we may, we may be going just through a little bit of, of, you know, from being in a situation where we had more noise and more everything, now we're a little tired. Okay. All right, Jennifer, well, thank hope you that, very much. let us know how that works out, please. All right, 800-259-9231. Going to help you with your pet. 800-259-9231. And uh, just the police so lonely. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, being That's thematic. what happens. Just, well, uh, they do. Any time any animal coming from a situation where they're surrounded constantly by other beings, whether it's human or furried, they get used to that companionship. And when they're suddenly taken out of that situation and housed in, in a quieter atmosphere, it's a little anxiety that they're going through. So a lot of times they are lonely. That's right. <laughs> and they can't sing this song as well as... <laughs> All right, so as, 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 but as you were so. giving that advice, this song was going through my head mm-hmm. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided to put it in everyone else's head. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a good so song, so you're, we're all right. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and like I said, we got a, a, we, I wanted to do a, a tricky trivia. Um, and heck, let's do it right now. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, Tricky Trivia, and on the line we have a $50 gift certificate wow. uh, to the Wellness Pet Food, yeah, wellnesspetfood.com, and uh, we were talking to Andrea Arden earlier about uh, giving your dog something uh, healthy and natural without too many uh, fillers and colors and what have you in it. Here's uh, your trivia question. What is the only mammal capable of true flight? What is wow. the only mammal capable of true flight? And and we will we will hook you up with a uh, a fifty dollar gift certificate uh, for the wellness pet food and uh, throw in a, an animal talk T shirt to wow. boot to boot not wow. animal talk boots but uh, <laughs> although those would be pretty sweet <laughs> uh, yeah actually <laughs> note to self make boots okay <laughs> then knock them okay eight hundred. <laughs> Uh, tricky trivia there. What is the only mammal, cap- mammal capable of true flight? And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up with something fun here. Jamie, Donna, Dr. Brad, Animal Talk. It is America's Pet Show. Dalmatians, Animal Talk covers it all. And, uh, of course, uh, we have a tricky trivia hanging out there now. And the question is, what is the only mammal that can achieve true flight? What is the only mammal? Am I phrasing that the same way? Yeah, what is the only mammal capable of true flight? What is the only mammal capable of true flight? So let's say you're sitting on your front porch. And you you see a mammal in true flight. In true flight. It's this, flying. Yes. yes, it's that not going to be. It's not going to be another man. That would be the. That would be yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. I think that made it easier for so, people. Now, uh, yeah, it, 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 the cat falls off the roof of the house and is 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 fluttering through the air. That's not true. That's not true. Flight. That's no. that's gravity taking effect. No, no, no. And that whole thing about Dumbo. Yeah. No. Yeah. They don't do that. No. Even with the feather. Even with the figures. No. <laughs> I've seen John Goodman, and I've seen Baby Evans, and neither one of them is black. All right. So, In fact, on a plane, they actually balance it when he's yeah. on there. Actually, put extra That's people like, on the lap. That's like such an inside joke to just me. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't okay. get it. <laughs> that goes back to the game show. Alright, so, alright, 802, well, we're playing a game, so I got in game show mode. Alright, it's not about the prize, it's all about the fun. It is. It's uh, (laughs) That's a good prize, though. (laughs) It is a good prize. It's a $50 gift certificate uh, to Wellness uh, Pet Foods. And that's 5-0. That's 5-0, not 1-5. 50 buckaroos, yes, 5-0. Uh, of, of of wellness pet food, so uh, and it's, uh, they have they have all sorts of pet food. So uh, check it out on the website, and uh, you can give us a call. And if you're that close to uh, that close to a computer, <laughs> figuring this out shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> there you go. There's your answer. So helping you with your pet. Uh, if you have a, a an issue with your mammal that's uh, achieving true flight, or any other mammal uh, or other critter in your house at all whatsoever, 
uh, give us a call, and we can help you out with that. And uh, the website AnimalTalkRadio.com is mm-hmm. uh, the one-stop shop for the digital posse to get a hold of us uh, that way. And uh, Brad, we have coming up still lots of stuff because uh, mm-hmm. we'll do this. Uh, we'll do this trivia. We may even do a, another one in the next hour, and we will also uh, have the bad animal joke of the week. Wow, that's coming up, and uh, we have the animal news, sure, which uh, I always look forward to because uh, you're the one. I, yes, <laughs> <laughs> one viewer that would be me. Uh, <laughs> so that's coming up uh, as well, and then uh, people's phone calls. We're gonna help, but we got a couple more emails. I know over there that uh, we wanted to get to uh, and uh, so definitely uh, lots and lots to do coming up and uh, your phone calls uh, of course right now we do have a, uh, a tricky trivia lingering out there and uh, we were wrapping that up last hour you got a caller uh, the tricky trivia we got uh, Walter all right Walter is uh, with us Walter welcome to Animal Talk hello sir Walter, uh, what kind of pets do you have? Uh, I've had uh, numerous reptiles, uh, snakes and lizards and uh, whatnot. All right. And uh, so, Walter, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm uh, currently going to college. Uh-huh. Uh, my major is zoology. Okay, cool. And I just started school uh, after about 35 years. So Yeah? Uh, uh, I guess it's never too late, so... <laughs> Oh, you know, college, it was, uh, that was the best uh, 12 years of my life. And I don't have the doctorate like Brad does to back it up. I just took my time because it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, you'll probably finish up uh, at the same time I finished up uh, after taking the 35 years off on the front end. <laughs> oh, Walter. So, all right, Walter, you want to take a shot at this tricky trivia? Back. All right. <laughs> Let me read the question for you again. Walter, you do not know how the game is played, do you, sir? Walter, uh, you want to take a shot at this tricky trivia? The answer would be yes. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Maybe no one else was paying that close of attention. All right, Walter, here's the question for you. What is the only mammal mammal capable of true flight? And I would say the bat. My whole life has been leading to this moment. There you go, Walter. It would have been great if you had changed his answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you could talk people into that, too. That's, that's the best thing. All right, Walter, yes, congratulations. Uh, it is a, a bat. It is the only mammal uh, capable of uh, true flight. Its wings are constricted like a hand, except uh, it's like long fingers and membranes that stretch Rich, in between. Yeah. I've, I've actually dealt with them before, and I've, yeah. I did like wildlife rehabilitation for like 20 years, so mm-hmm. I, I, I dealt with like uh, wild animals for like and about 20 years. So they, they range in size. The tiniest one and actually the tiniest mammal is a bumblebee bat, is the tiniest oh, wow. uh, mammal. I never heard of that. Never mm-hmm. heard of that and uh, it's less than an inch uh, the bumblebee it's not bats. Just in North America, is it's like from another from another country? Yeah, I'm not sure where the bumblebee bats from. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, my my useless knowledge. Can Google that, that fast enough? That well, that, <laughs> that, that well's only yeah. so deep there. He, he ain't exactly Marlon Perkins. <laughs> I grew up on Marlon Perkins. Oh. All right, Walter. Well, thanks so much for uh, playing along. <laughs> We're going to put you on hold, and uh, we're going to get your information from you. And uh, let us know what T-shirt size you wear, too, and we'll, we'll try to get you an Animal Talk T-shirt that's uh, in the range of your size as well. <laughs> All right. Um, Walter, thanks so much for, for the call. Jamie, the t- chat room is chiming in here. Um, yes. It's Thailand. Thailand. The uh, bumblebee bats are from they Thailand. Are. They're about the, the size of, uh, smaller than your thumb. They're so cute. <laughs> They're cute and um creepy kind of way. Oh, I love bats. I know I, I, you do. Uh, well, you remember when I rehabbed them, they were... Yep. yep. Bats are good. I, mm-hmm. I could just be an enormous man, too. I think I might go with that right there. We need yeah. Andre the Giant for this photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fooling people under the little <laughs> bats. 
This is great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of dorks. All right. Brad, what's uh, going on at the medical clinic? Anything interesting in the last we, uh, couple of weeks here? We had a fascinating thing at the clinic. Did you? And, you know, I never have anything to say, so I memorized one this week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very entertaining at a lot of levels. Uh-huh. Um, we had a dog that swallowed something, and they weren't sure what, so we did an x-ray, and it turns out it sitting... Was the cat that swallowed the rat? That... No, no. It was a big hoop earring. Oh, big old hoop metal hoop earring, and nice. it was uh, sitting in the intestines. We're hoping it'll pass right through. So they lived in the city where your clinic is. They're in. The, they lived where my. And yes, they're in my <laughs> clinic. But they found a big hoop earring, and the it's, that it's is uh, shocking. It's the the, the 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 father, the mother, and the son who did. Uh, he's a mid upper teenager, you know, sixteen, seventeen, and turns out mom doesn't have hoop earrings. Oh, and so someone just got caught. Um, oh. you know, we're not sure who got caught, <laughs> right? We're not sure if someone else is involved or someone likes to try on hoop earrings when they're at home alone, <laughs> right? Oh. I feel pretty, but, but the oh, room, so pretty. but you put the X-ray up, you go, look at there, there's a hoop earring, and then it got real uncomfortable in the room. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's from outside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those Someone squirrels. dropped it in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we're looking forward to seeing the hoop earring, and I'll keep you updated. Okay. <laughs> yeah, awesome. we, oh, yeah, I'm sure you're really looking forward to seeing <laughs> yeah. the hoop earring. Yeah. Uh, well, again, how much crap would you go through for an earring? <laughs> um, I'm thinking the mom might go through a little bit <laughs> because uh, she'll be passing it along, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, gr- that's great. Yeah, it's like a law and order thing. I'm, uh, I, I, I like that story. You have, to, you have to make those up all the time. <laughs> I'll try to make new ones up just okay. like it. All right. Next one, try to use... Um, it's like improv. We give him three items. And he, has to, he, has to, he has to work them into his story for next week. I like that. A hoop earring, an x-ray machine, and a 16-year-old boy. No. I like that. So, well, I know you can find stuff like that all over the internet. That's a lot. Pet, pet related, yes. And uh, you can... That the FCC isn't going to pull the plug on you. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> well, mercy sakes alive. That you just, asked. But what's your just, fault? Well, is, that's pretty interesting. Is there anything else coming up on the show, Jay? There is so much coming up on the show. Uh, we just gave Walter in uh, Illinois. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's over in Illinois. He, uh, he's got a $50 gift certificate. Uh, to wellnesspetfood.com. And uh, we're going to have another gift certificate coming up with uh, another incredibly difficult tricky trivia. We're going to mm-hmm. do another one uh, coming up. And uh, we have the uh, what I really look forward to uh, from Dr. Brad, uh, besides his usual uh, wit and charm and wisdom, I look forward to uh, the news, the animal news coming up. He uh, yeah. scours, scours the net, and I, I shouldn't build look, it up that much. Yeah, I wouldn't look forward to it. <laughs> I wouldn't say looking forward okay. to it. I think just wait, it'll happen. Okay. But I don't think I'd look forward to All it. All right, well, I had to build it up too much. But Red has the animal news coming up, and there's also a bad animal joke of the week. And plus... Your phone calls. If your dog uh, is wearing hoop earrings or (laughs) swallowing hoop earrings, uh, give us a call, and uh, we can help you out with that. Uh, Basically, the the advice will be, I can tell you right now, get to the vet. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, But if you have a dog stealing things off of tabletops uh, or uh, chewing things that they shouldn't be chewing, Mm -hmm. uh, propensity for nipping at wires, uh, what can we do about that? That's a common problem. Kirby loves wires. Uh, yeah. You gotta, you know, how do you how do you keep your cat from going after wires? Give oh, us a call. Some good stuff. Is your starfish becoming a diva, or are the crabs or are the crabs attacking? <laughs> <laughs> Give Animal Talk a call. And the reason I looked at you at that, Donna, is because you just came back from vacation. vacation yes. And uh, Mother Nature's second cousin. Yes. You were just attacked by wild <laughs> packs of ravenous crabs at the beach. It was, it was one crab. Oh. <laughs> okay. It was just one. He, he was it chasing was, you? Uh, no, it was really funny. Playing tag? Um, I, I saw a <laughs> lot of... Yo, it! Scam is off sideways. <laughs> oh, they're really fast, too. Yeah. Um, oh, no, we boy. were, uh, I, I was down with a, visiting a friend of mine, and we were walking along the beach, and we saw these two birds, a sandpiper and another bird, which I'm not sure what it was. Okay. Um, they were trying to capture this crab, and he was a really good-sized crab. I mean, mm. 
big boy. Okay. Um, nice big pinchers, you know, and, and, and they would come up from behind and he would whip around on them and he'd like dodge at them and he'd snap at them and then the birds would back off really quick. Right. And so we were laughing at this and I'm like, I have to get a oh, picture of this little funny. guy because he's, he's, these birds think that they can take him and it's, he's big. Yeah. So I get up and, and we were on the beach and the tide was going out. So there was like a little bluff up. So I had walked up to get a closer shot of the crab because he blended into the scenery so well. And he came at me. Oh. <laughs> well, he, he's got two giant birds after him, yeah, so yeah. he just figured I was another giant bird. He came at me, and it was so funny because my friend, she, like, started laughing. It was just absolutely hysterical. And so we were, we started taking pictures of it, and, and he was attacking anything that came near him. And mm, while we mm-hmm. were trying to occupy him, we were trying to help the birds out right. um, so that they could get a good shot at him. <laughs> but it didn't happen. I was like, that's what you get when you attack me, you little bugger. You're going to be, you're gonna be somebody's food better. now. So well, it, well, Donna just jumping right in the middle of the food chain I there. That's right. <laughs> I was like, I'm running interference, little guy, go get him. And yeah, so so I have pictures of of this uh, this crab with crazy his, crab with his pinchers up, getting ready to attack me. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he, uh, he had Napoleon. Put him up. Put him up. He, he had Napoleon complex. I mean, I'm I'm probably eight times his size. Yeah. And he really thought that he was going to be able to do any damage to me, so I had to laugh, and, and, and I did. I point and laugh at him. I'm like, oh, you're so cute and little. <laughs> and then he ran away. Maybe, maybe you hurt his feelings. That's okay. He dug in the, in the little, he dug himself in. Have you ever yeah. seen a crab dig themselves into a hole? It's pretty cool. It is. It's it's something like, I've seen the little tiny uh, clams do it right. after the, the wave comes up, and, mm-hmm. and you see them all digging their, mm-hmm. digging their way in. But to see a, a crab do it, and I'm thinking, oh, you're, it's too bad you're not big enough to eat. <laughs> crab legs are really good. So we walk up the ways, and there's a giant heron. This thing stood about as tall as I was. Oh, wow, okay. Standing behind a fisherman, waiting right. for his catch. And he stole it right off the guy's line. Oh, uh. It was brilliant. It was it, Part of the park that we were on was a nature park, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of... Many oh, naturalists there. <laughs> yes. yes, there was, <laughs> as a matter of fact. And considering it probably shouldn't have happened there... <laughs> Um, yeah, and, uh, this was a public All kinds of beach. naturalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some that really shouldn't have been yeah. out. <laughs> That's usually all. how it works. Usually, right. yeah. usually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it sounds yeah. like a great place. It, you know, it was really pretty. It yeah. was, it was probably one of the 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 place that I was. It was called Stump Pass, mm-hmm. um, and it's a. Uh, it's a nature park as well as being a public beach. So you can take the nature trail up and you're on the canal side yeah. and then it comes to a point and then you, that's where the gulf is. So it was really just gorgeous. Were you in any peril at, at any time with this uh, crab? I'd laugh at me, <laughs> Paula, over there. Sorry. No. I'm trying to, I'm trying to ask this really <laughs> serious, thoughtful, <No>. insightful <laughs> crab in any peril, peril question. No, no. He's, he was this really is, uh, tiny. And yeah, like, it's a ridiculous question. I just wanted to, I just wanted to phrase it and make it sound interesting. <laughs> Work with the group, people. Okay. Sorry. okay. No. So at any time, Donna, when you were uh, on this beach and, and faced with this uh, this crab, um, is there any danger? Is if 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 you're walking down the beach and a crab decides to have an attitude and comes up and nips your ankle? Uh, is there any poison or any uh, uh, trouble or? or no, uh, well, uh, if they pinch you, just you know, right. What if you're gonna... allergic to seafood? <laughs> <laughs> I think well. you'd have to worry more about the jellyfish. Yeah. Um, that would be a bigger concern, you know, if there's a storm out in the Gulf and it'll push I the was jellyfish going, up. I was going for the allergic to seafood joke. No, that was really that good. Was, uh, no, that's but, was, but that's no, they, they could pinch for. you and, and that would hurt. It'd be a bummer. But other than that. And, and, no, and, and remember, they only care about themselves. They're shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I heard there were puns. I just decided to jump in. I'm sorry. That's great. Yeah, the water's, the yeah. water's fine. Yeah. No, they're... Oh, I'll tell you. Okay. The, the golf was really cold. Oh, yeah. It was. I was really surprised I couldn't go swimming. That was kind of a bummer. Dead of winter. Who would have thunk it? All right. It's Florida. Okay. You don't... Th- I mean, you're on the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. You don't think water below 70 degrees, but it was. Yeah. Well, really not feeling sorry for you in Michigan. Yeah. yeah well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, but where am I now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> back in the back in the thick of it. All right. All right. <laughs> and we're going to get you back in the thick of it and help you with your pets. We have the website, animaltalkradio.com. And like we said, there's some emails there that we wanted mm-hmm. to help some people out with. Did we have one there, Brad? Sure do. Dear Animal Talk. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. Why is the idiom raining cats and dogs? Why not cats and mouse? Plurality, possibly? 
but cats and dogs, <laughs> cats and dogs, <laughs> enemy, and rats and cats are enemies too. And this is signed Lauren. So they want to know where the phrase "raining cats and dogs" comes from. Hmm. Uh, I just read this, and now I don't remember. There is a reason for it. Me too. One of somebody I don't either. somebody confirmed it through googling. Oh, that oh. was me. All right, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it, did you, I was going to say, leave it to the chat room to figure out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, all right. But, but, you but, but actually, actually, there's so, several answers. But, but uh, like there's thing about the Norse believe that uh, the cat was wind and the dog was rain and things right. like that. But, I, but it really, I learned when I was in, uh, years ago when I was in England, yeah. when we went to the Cotswolds, yeah, yeah. that the dogs and cats used to sleep up in the thatch roofs. Oh. And so when it would rain hard, they would actually <laughs> fall through the roof. Okay. And so it was raining cats and dogs. Oh, I, you know awesome. what? I, I believe that. That's and awesome. There was also that the one of them was that the in the old days uh, the drainage system was so poor in the streets that the strays would drown, and oh. so they would find dead cats and dogs in the street, and that meant it was raining cats and dogs. Okay. It became a phrase for that. But it isn't quite as much fun as picturing people, you know, having a dog fall in through their... Uh, I like from that. Their, that's I, it's I, much I, more fun. I, yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> Unless, of course, that's your thatch roof. That, uh... <laughs> but uh, besides that, hilarious. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's, All right. that's, the, that's, that's that. And that's the way to get a hold of us electronically. The uh, digital posse, Brad likes to call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, got, we, we got another one there to uh, set us up. Sure, Dear Animal Talk. I had a question, but it was way too long, and you guys are going to commercial. I'll write again later. Uh, That's signed Bob. Okay, Bob. We're going to get to that question. Uh, right after this, and your question as well. Oh, <laughs> barring any random crab attacks, uh, we'll be right back with more Animal Talk. Oh. And uh, we have uh, standing by for you a tricky trivia question. Love playing the tricky trivia. And the tricky trivia, all I got to do is call in and... Uh, Guess correctly, and we have for you an awesome Animal Talk prize package, including a uh, wellness pet food $50 gift certificate. Uh, Might even throw in an Animal Talk t-shirt if you uh, behave yourself. (laughs) Like we do? Yeah, well, (laughs) there you go. So, uh, all right. (laughs) I'll do the trivia question. We'll do an easy trivia question, and then we'll have an interesting animal fact, and we'll we'll mess with Brad with this one later on. But, uh, all right, uh, Oh, no, we'll just do this one. All right. Mm-hmm. Since all prairie dogs look alike, even mm-hmm. to other prairie dogs, to tell each other apart, what do they do? A, sniff each other, B, kiss each other, or C, talk to each other? All right, there's your trivia question. Since all prairie dogs look alike, even to other prairie dogs, to tell each other apart, do they A, sniff each other, B, kiss each other, or C, talk to each other? So there you go. Do mm-hmm. they sniff, do they kiss, or do they talk to find out who's who in the prairie dog community? And uh, if you can answer that, uh, Animal Talk Tricky Trivia question, then uh, uh, we will have for you a $50 wellness pet food gift certificate uh, along with uh, an Animal Talk tea uh, in a size rel- relatively comparative to your own. <laughs> <laughs> the fine print we, disclaimer. We, we make no guarantees for shrinkage. <laughs> All right. 800 to... It was cold. All right. 800 to... That's what it says on the t-shirt. <laughs> Call, take a shot at that tricky trivia question, or if you would like, uh, get some help with your pet. And uh, as we were going to the break... We uh, we had a, a, a question <laughs> that we wanted to get to. Bob had a question, yes. but uh, he uh, checked himself up. And uh, what was uh, Bob's question over there? Well, what Bob said was, Dear Animal Talk. You've got mail, baby, yeah. I know a lot of people who have two or more dogs. Do you find having multiple dogs easier? And this is signed, Bob. <laughs> hmm. um, I don't know if it's necessarily easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had multiple dogs. We grew up with multiple dogs. We, you know, that's just always been the way it was, multiple pets, um, mm-hmm. either a dog and a cat or two dogs or two cats or what have you. Um, personally, 
I don't like having two puppies at the same time because then it's twice the work raising a puppy. Um, so my, my span has always been one old, one new. So I wasn't raising two puppies at a time. I'm always amazed when people tell me that they have two puppies that they're raising and one dog's doing great on training and the other isn't, and that's typically how it works. So I prefer to raise one at a time, but mm. I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily better simply because dogs are so accepting once they understand what the schedule is. And as long as that schedule is provided for them, they don't seem to really mind what life brings them. They're pretty happy just to be, so. You have to look at cost, too. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the co- having two pets, is, having two uh-huh. dogs, is very, very expensive. And, yeah. and uh, just, it, it's, will you be lacking on what you're going to take care of? I've seen this a lot lately, mm-hmm. is a lot of people are lacking on the care of their first dog because yeah. they've gotten a second dog. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so okay. that's something you got to watch for, too. So uh, is it easier? I don't know. Um, is it going to, I have two dogs, and does, do they keep each other busy? Yeah. yeah. But then... You know, they got you got all the hassles that come mm-hmm. from that. It's just like mm-hmm. it's just like having two kids. You mm-hmm. know, it's just uh, it's a uh, that's why my mom got rid of one of us. <laughs> <laughs> and you were the lucky one that got kept. <laughs> I was just gonna apologize. I wish the I wish the cam was yeah. pointing on you. Know, Brad's yeah. doing this wonderful <laughs> acting, was, and uh, I, I was, <laughs> again, I was, we're I was going for a Golden Globe award. <laughs> <laughs> you would have nailed it yeah. totally. Yeah, there you go. Today we're giving you some stuff. we got a tricky trivia hanging out there. And the question is, since all prairie dogs look alike, even to each other, uh, they can't tell each other apart, how, how, do they, how do they discern who is who? Do they sniff each other? Do they kiss each other? Or do they talk to each other? How do mm. prairie dogs huh. tell each other apart? Because mm. uh, just by looking, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Jim? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what I was channeling there, really. I don't know what that was. And, uh, Brad, what did we have? Uh, another email we wanted yeah, to? Uh, yeah. It's similar to the last one in that it starts. Dear Animal Talk. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. Dog trainers say that when you walk your dog, they should be on the right. But my German uh... Shepherd keeps pulling me. So how do I get her to walk right at my side without pulling me? Any tricks? Hmm. Well, the, the quote-unquote show dog walk is on the left, not the right. Oh, well, there you go. So walk with the dog. They um, should be on the... Well, that, that could be taken either way. When you walk your dog, they should be on the right. Should the dog be on the right or the person walking? It's hard to say, but the person okay. should... The dog should be on the left. dog should be on the left. That's, yes. that's if you're going for the show dog traditional heel. Okay. Then the dog is on the left. Their shoulders are even with your leg. They are not too close to you. They are not too far away. They are not ahead of you or behind you. They're in precisely the right position. How do you get a dog to do that? Well, first of all, your dog has to have good leash manners to start with and has to understand the concept of when I'm on a leash, I have to pay attention to the leash holder. Mm-hmm. If your dog doesn't have that concept, then there no amount of heel, telling the dog heel means nothing. So as long as your dog has an understanding of leash and what we should be doing, then you can start to introduce the heel command. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can tell heel. Some people will wave their hand. Some people will slap their leg. Some people will just use a verbal cue. Whatever that is, okay. once you say that word or perform that, that hand signal, from that point on, that's where the dog has to be. At this, you do want to have, what I always recommend is they have the leash across their body. So if they are right-handed, I do prefer the dog on the left because if necessary, they can still give a correction with their strong arm. Okay. They want two fingers and a thumb partway down the leash and it makes a sash across the body. The reason we do two fingers and a thumb Mm. is because this correction for heel is not harsh. It's just gently guiding the dog into the proper position. They're not totally breaking the rules. They're just not understanding what you want. So this isn't a harsh correction. So two fingers and a thumb prevents you from giving a full-on harsh correction. You have that partway down the body and across, and then you tell them heel, and from that point on, you direct with your left arm. It's like a steering wheel. Where is the dog? Is he too far in front of you? Mm -hmm. Then you pop the leash back and tell him nope or no, no, because it's very hard to make either of those sound mean. I mean, you can't yell no, no. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Same thing with nope. Um, And if he's too far out, you bring the leash towards you. You're guiding him. Where does he need to be? And you do this for maybe one or two steps, and then you release him from that, and then you start over again. You can't expect your dog to go into a full heel and maintain that heel without understanding it. So you do it in short bursts, a couple of steps, release him from that command, and then walk normally, and then start it all over again so that he gets the idea that heel means I have to be here. All right. 
fun more animal talk coming up and uh we got a tricky trivia hanging out there as well our trivia question is uh since all prairie dogs look alike even to each other um how do they tell each other apart do they a sniff each other b kiss each other or c talk to each other uh, that's, uh, there's the question for you. Tricky trivia for the day. On the line is a $50 gift certificate to uh, wellnesspetfood.com and uh, throw in an Animal Talk t-shirt for you as well um, in a size to be term- de- de- determined later. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll try to, we'll try to, we'll try to hook you up. We'll give you All a right. goal one way or the other. <laughs> there you go. It's up to you to fit the shirt. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, every week, Brad uh, heads over to the news nook and uh, gathers all the information and uh, comes up with uh, a little segment we like to call the National Animal. Your radio tabloid news source. The National Animal. All the animal news. Hot off the wires. Brad, what's going on? Dog kept on ice. The case of a dog on display at a Calgary convenience store prompted and outraged a woman to take action. Cindy Gravel says she took a deep, big gulp when she spotted a miserable-looking pooch in the walk-in cooler, pressing its face up against the glass door during a milk run to her local 7-Eleven earlier this week. Gravel was doubly disturbed the next day to find the same dog, which appeared to be an American Eskimo, in the cooler, apparently for safekeeping while its owner worked a shift at the store. Eight hours later, it was still in the fridge, the horrified 41-year-old said yesterday. What is wrong with these people? Gravel's dogged pursuit to rectify the situation led Calgary Humane Society officials to con- contact the store about the strange pet-keeping practice. 7-Eleven spokesman Alan Edwards said it was a discretionary decision based on unique circumstances, which will not happen again. It appears the dog's owner thought because he, it was an Eskimo dog, it needed to be kept in very cold surroundings. Oh. <laughs> I don't see why this is news. Mrs. Gravel is certainly not the first person ever to be appalled by a 7-Eleven chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought you were going to go with the vanilla ice uh, (laughs) Being offended by vanilla ice My DJ for the last 30 years (laughs) (laughs) Wow, these guys are all busting a move in here Alright Oh lord Box of of scorpions (laughs) failed to shield smuggler This from Washington, a U.S. Border Patrol agent who tried to import rare tortoises in a box labeled scorpions pleaded guilty on Tuesday to animal trafficking charges. It turns out the scorpions also draw an extra look from federal agents. Renee Solis faces a maximum one-year sentence and will resign from the Border Patrol after entering his guilty plea in Texas on charges that he illegally attempted to receive 15 Tanzanian leopard tortoises. Mm. Apparently, he wrote the word scorpions on them, thinking no one would open the box. What? He got the ideal because he labels all of his CDs the scorpions, and no one ever wants to open them. Guitar. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. Rocking you like the hurricane. My DJ for the past 30 years. <laughs> and the first time in 30 years they've been on the radio. <laughs> Polish politician fumes over gay elephant in zoo. What? <laughs> Good luck finding a soundtrack. This from Warsaw. <laughs> a Polish politician has criticized his local zoo for acquiring a gay elephant named Nino, who prefers male companions and will probably not procreate. <laughs> We didn't pay 37 million zlotys. Zlotas. Zlotas, okay. <laughs> That's 7.6 million pounds, which is about $10 million, for the largest elephant house in Europe to have a gay elephant live there, said the counselor. We were supposed to have a herd, but as Nino prefers male friends over females, how will he produce offspring? Uh, the head of the Poznan Zoo said the 10-year-old Nino may be too young to decide whether he prefers males or females as elephants only reach sexual maturity at 14. Yeah. Representatives from the Guinness Book of World Records believe this could be the biggest ears on a homosexual since Prince Charles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, right said Fred. <laughs> yes, I There you go. Oh, mercy sakes. Okay. <laughs> One more? Sure, let's try it. Frog fitted with false leg. <laughs> a frog called Bruley is believed to be the first in the world to be fitted with an artificial leg. The giant bullfrog and had his shattered lower leg bone replaced with an inch-long metal pole in a two-hour operation in South Africa. The lame amphibian went under the vet's knife after being bitten by a dog. The owner said, people think I'm mad to care so much about a frog, but I couldn't bear to see him in so much pain. Frogs are famous for their legs, so the thought of him being unable to walk just drove me crazy. After the surgery, he'll be okay. The vet was more used to saving dogs and cats, and he couldn't understand why I did this. It was a nervous few hours while we waited, but now he's hobbling around the garden. X-ray suggests he'll be good as new, but... He will never, ever be able to participate in his favorite sport, the tadpole vault. Oh. Oh. That's a bummer. What do you got? Oh, what do we got there? Has your flock of seagulls run so very far away? <laughs> well, give Animal Talk a call. Whatever the problem is, we have pet professionals standing by, ready and willing to, to help you out. And, of course, we have a, a tricky trivia hanging out there, and we wanted to... Uh, Give you a shot at that. Uh, I had a question out there on the line right now. Is a, a, a chance at a, a $50 gift certificate from uh, wellnesspetfoods.com and, of course, uh, an Animal Talk t-shirt. We have uh, Kevin on the line. Kevin, welcome to Animal Talk. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you right. doing? Excellent. Excellent. Kevin, I'm going to read the question for you again, and then uh, we're going to set the whole thing up, and then we can see if you know the answer to our, our tricky trivia here. Hang on one second. All right. Kevin, if you are ready, where did my uh, trivia question go? Here it is. Kevin, um, here's the question for you. Since all prairie dogs look alike, even to each other, um, how do they how do they tell each other apart? Uh, do they, A, sniff each other, B, kiss each other, or C, talk to each other? I am going to go with B, they kiss each other. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> all righty, there you go. Uh, Kevin, you're absolutely correct. They, uh, they, uh, Brad's quite familiar with this technique as yeah. well. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they kiss during which they grope each other for familiar physical signs, uh, and that's how they tell each other apart. Uh, and that's uh, often how Brad greets me every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's <laughs> so, all right, Kevin, uh, <laughs> thanks so much. What kind of pets do you have? Uh, I have a uh, 13 and a half year old black lab uh, mix. Well, excellent. Well, uh, you know he'll be through fifty dollars worth of food in uh, an afternoon. <laughs> so, I hope he uh, lives that long. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Right, we'll put you on hold, get your information, and uh, get these uh, get the gift certificate out to you. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, and of course, the website is uh, there, animaltalkradio.com, and uh, it's a great place to get a hold of us. Uh, electronically, we uh, answer your emails and uh, help you out that way as well. And uh, Brad, did uh, we have one more email we wanted? To, I thought we uh, had a joke, Jamie. Oh, Jeepers Creepers! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have wow. to make a sign for that, too. which which means I'm ill prepared. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. All right. Brad, here you go. We got our bad animal joke of the week. If anybody wants to send in a bad animal joke, uh, we'll gladly accept those. Uh, All right, Brad, here we go. What do you call a grizzly bear standing in the rain? I don't know, Mr. Jamie. What do you call a grizzly bear standing in the rain? A drizzly bear. (laughs) Wow. All right, there you go. Bad (laughs) animal joke. And uh, the bad music has to go, and uh, the other music is on, and that's bad music, too, because that means our time together is done. (laughs) Um, So wrapping it up for uh, another hour here. And uh, uh, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, thanks to uh, all. All, all, all you people for uh, calling in and joining in and joining the fun. Truly appreciate you having with us. Till next time, please have an exotic week and kiss. Do wild thing for me. Bye, bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye.